Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. In episode 71 with Yang Hong Zhang, we talked a lot about story. For Zhang, story is at the heart of everything he does. It helps him know where to go. It helps him know what to do next. Story may or may not be an intuitive part of how you work. And I should say before jumping into story, it's okay if you decide you don't want to be a narrative painter telling stories. But story can be an incredibly powerful tool. And that's what we're talking about today. What is story, how to find it, how to practice it, and what it might give you as an artist. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint podcast, the show that gives you artistic ideas you can put to work. I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers. For show notes for this episode, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 72. All right, here we go. So first, what is story? What are artists talking about when they say, find your painting story? A story could be something story-like. This painting is about the joy of childhood, how at the beach on a hot summer day, a child's entire world is the sandcastle forming beneath her fingers. But story doesn't have to be that complex. It can be, this painting is about how the shadows connect these three lemons. I think that's the thing with story. We have to give ourselves permission for story to be anything. Stories can be complicated or they can be simple. But notice that it's something specific. It's not just, this is a landscape, these are flowers, this is a beach. What about this landscape attracted you? What about these flowers do you find so appealing? What is happening on this beach that calls for you to paint it? This is where story becomes so important. Finding the story is a way of verbalizing what drew you to this subject. And you'd think that would be easy to name, but it's not necessarily. And I think it might get harder the farther removed we are from the subject. If you're standing on a beach overcome by joy, you can follow those thoughts out and find, oh, there's a child in sunlight building a sandcastle and she's just so happy. I want to paint her happiness. But it's harder when you're looking at a photo. And it's even harder when you're looking at a photo that you didn't take. It's harder to follow those emotional lines back to something. For each step removed we are from the source material, it might take us a little more work to connect and verbalize the story. Now, that doesn't mean don't work from reference photos that aren't yours. But if you are, you may need to sit a little bit longer with them to verbalize what about this photo tugs at your heart. It also may be harder if you have committed to a pace like daily painting. For me, I am new to daily painting, so my goal first and foremost is about showing up to paint. And I don't really have systems built in yet where I take the necessary time to figure out what exactly calls me about this particular image. Sometimes it's just an image and I need to get painting. But my guess is that even if you work like me, something captured you. 
Maybe it's the shapes. Maybe it's the different greens or the brilliant blue sky. And just because you don't know what it is, just because you can't name it, doesn't mean there isn't something that caught you and called you to paint it. Something said, paint this one. And the reason all of this matters is that knowing a story helps us make decisions. Painting is a thousand choices. Some happen so quickly you don't even realize it. Some take real deliberation. Will I crop in so that I'm really close to the subject or will I crop out so that I capture all of the environment? Will I use red or blue here or here? Will this red be a warm red or a cool red? How do you know the answers to those questions? Zhang says all of those answers become really clear and simple when you know your story. Let's think about the child building the sandcastle on the beach. In the reference, there's people all around the child. There's dogs playing in the water. There's an ocean and a sky filled with goals. People are flying kites. This one painting could be about a hundred different things, a hundred different color choices and value keys and brush strokes. But what story do you want to tell? If you are telling the story of a busy day at the beach, if that's the thing that is calling you to paint the scene, then you might format the painting so that it has a bunch of people in it and kites flying and dogs playing in water and that child in her sandcastle might be a small piece of the painting with a lot more going on in it. Or if it's about the child, you could crop in and just paint her and her construction. Maybe make the nearby adults blurs of color and everything almost dreamlike around the child, except for the detail of her intent look and her hands building this masterpiece. The first option is very different from the second. Same reference. Those are different stories. And the choices you make later to tell those different stories will be different. And if you know your story and can verbalize it, it helps you begin making decisions about what you will and won't do. Stories help us simplify. It can be a struggle to know what to leave in and what to leave out. If you know your story, you can ask yourself, does this help me tell that story? And if the answer is no, toss it. For example, if you're painting flowers and you just love this one pink rose, and that's what the painting is about, this one pink glorious rose, then you know that's where you'll put your focal area. You'll make sure that the other roses in the painting help that rose be the most important. You'll make sure that the colors you build up in the painting help keep that rose front and center. But if you don't consciously know the rose is the reason you're painting that painting, then you might make decisions accidentally or on purpose that pull your viewers from that rose. And this works for more than objects. If you're trying to decide a value key of your painting, which key is going to help you tell the story of childhood wonderment best? Which key is going to help you tell the story of this rose? If you're trying to choose a color temperature dominance, are warms or cools going to help you tell your story best? Sometimes the answer will be that you don't know, or maybe it doesn't matter, and you'll still need to make a choice about what you'll use. But by knowing what the story is, you're giving yourself one more set of tools you can use in deciding how to travel towards painting the painting you want to make. This all sounds really easy, right? But I have found, and maybe you have found, finding the story is harder than it looks. My guess is that this is largely a practical problem. First, are you giving yourself permission to find a story? 
If every time you say, this painting is about X, and that's quickly followed by, well, that's stupid, a painting can't be about the light on a tree, and that example is directly from my own experience, then the practice is giving yourself permission to try on different stories for size and practicing not shooting them down before you've even begun. Try looking at a reference and saying out loud, the story I want to tell from this photo is X. Maybe it's about how beautiful yellow pears are against a purple plate. Maybe it's lights sparkling on a river. Maybe it's about a big, beautiful dark shape taking up two-thirds of your painting. Try different ones on and practice letting them count. Now, if you can't decide what it's about, maybe that means you're trying to make a painting that is about too many things. Maybe what that's telling you is that this one reference has multiple paintings in it. So practice choosing one and maybe giving yourself permission to paint multiple paintings of this one reference. Next, practice letting the story lead your decisions. This might feel really awkward for a while. It might take slowing your pace down and adding in some time for thinking. Maybe the reason why you can't find a story is that there is no breathing room in your process for that kind of consideration. If that's the case, practice asking yourself after you make a choice, does this help me tell my story? And if the answer is no but, maybe practice choosing a different direction that will help you tell your story. Again, keep an eye out for you trying to make one painting several different stories at once. Not all paintings need to tell a story. Not all painters use story as one of their tools. But try it, because you might find that you really like it, and that it helps clear the path between you and the paintings you want to make. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 72. Thank you to everyone listening in the podcast art club. You make this show possible. Extra shiny thank yous to High Gloss supporters, Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, Victoria Young, and Slow River Studio. Happy painting.